0: This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 95 of Jurassic Park. Brady, how are you doing today?
1: Doing good. Doing good. Just uh, as we've mentioned before on this show and numerous times on Goonies Minute, uh, you know, it's Mardi Gras time here in Louisiana. And yeah, tomorrow's the big day, huh? Tomorrow's the big day. Fat Tuesday, as they call it. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just dealing with the uh, coming around from having celebrated a little too much over the weekend and looking forward to the rest of the celebration this week.
0: You know, I found that any Tuesday can be Fat Tuesday if you try hard enough. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah. That's what I,
1: yeah. But I just, don't need so this- an excuse.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just send me to Chipotle any day of the week's a Fat Tuesday for me. (laughs) Let's go ahead and jump into minute number 95. Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw Ray head out to the maintenance shed in order to switch the power back on. As the minute ended, we saw Grant and the kids watch a herd of Gallimimuses. At minute number 95, as the herd of Gallimimuses are running through the fields, Grant steps out in front of Tim and Lex to admire the sight of dozens of dinosaurs running in pack formation. Grant says, look at the wheeling. Uniform and direction changes, just like a flock of birds evading a predator. At 95.07, Tim tells Grant that they are flocking this way. At 95.12, Tim and Lex turn heel and run away as Grant continues to watch. The herd breaches the hill that Grant is standing on, causing him to finally turn off and run as well. At 95.18, Grant and the kids run towards a log in the distance. As they run, the herd catches up with them. At 95.24, Grant and the kids jump over a log to hide underneath it barely escaping, being trampled by the herd. At 95.34, Lex crawls underneath the log. Tim and Grant follow her lead. The three of them hide behind the log and watch the herd run off into the distance. At 95.40, as the herd runs off, the T-Rex emerges from the surrounding forest and snatches one of the Gallimimus in her mouth. The three watch as the Tyrannosaurus Rex feeds on her fresh kill. At 95.55, Lex tells Grant that she wants to go now. Grant tells her to watch the way it eats. Lex says, please. Grant tells her that she will probably never look at birds the same way again. And thus ends minute number 95 of Jurassic Park. So this was actually the first special effect shot in the entire movie. Did you know that?
1: No, I didn't. Yeah,
0: it's uh in it's it's one of the things that they use in a lot of the uh, reels that you see on how they did the CG for this movie because there's a lot of moving parts in this scene. You've got Grant and the kids running off and they have to make eye line contact with these Gallimimus which are running around them. And uh, and we had a little bit of discussion before the show started, uh, what the plural of Gallimimus was. Was it Gallimimus, Gallimimus is, Gallimimai, you know? But I think we just oh it's like it's like uh, geese or whatever. We just decided it was Gallimimus. So, um, all the, uh, the Gallimimus are running around them and uh, there's eyeline points uh, have to be shown on Grant yeah. and the kids. And then there's like, I think, tennis balls on the ground to kind of track like where they are. Uh, so it's interesting to see that because it was one of the first things that they did in the movie. And it's um, I think one of the more effective CG scenes because it's one we get like in broad daylight, you know?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's in all of the marketing. So I think it's one of the most iconic shots from the movie, maybe the most iconic shot. And uh, it's the whole thing about taking the time to figure out where the eyeline is going to be so that they can follow that is something that, you know, for one of the first uses of CG in a mainstream film to, to think instead of like, Oh, let's just, let's just do it. Let's just throw it up there. And people are going to be wild and amazed for them to say, no, let's make sure detail for detail. This is, correct you know and that even the eye line is going to be matching up says so much about the concern that they had for cg going into this so we uh, spoke last week with gary roby from harry potter Minute, and we talked about uh this sequence and yeah you know just what an important part it is in the movie so um one of the things that this this scene does repeatedly is further emphasize the whole connection between modern day birds and dinosaurs you know it starts off with all of this talk of look how they, you know, their formation is just like a flock of birds evading a predator. And it ends with Grant saying, uh, you'll never look at birds the same way again. The first thing that's going to come to people's mind when these Gallimimus are rushing by them is ostrich, uh, I think. Yeah. And so, and then there's the, you know... Yeah, so it, is, it just looks so similar that uh, that's what I've always thought of is, is the ostrich. Yeah, it um, looks like a
0: giant featherless ostrich. Yeah, that's a, it's a very yeah, good description. You can tell that they spend a lot of time tracking the movement of birds, probably something like an ostrich to, to mimic it with the gallimimus here in the movie. And it's uh, it's very believable, very believable.
1: Yeah. Now, you would think that Grant and the kids would have moved a little quicker when they, <laughs> when they saw these things. Like, yeah. And now, granted, they do tell her up front they're not metasauruses, and so maybe that would have something to do with the fact that they're kind of standing around. But after the night I would have had before this, no, yeah. I'm sorry. You would stay away Any, from anything, infant. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the sound designer uh, actually used, I believe it was the sound of a pig uh, whenever the T-Rex charges out of the woods and bites it. Mm. And, yeah, the gell looks up at him and has this sort of, like, sorrowful, uh, pitiful look, almost yeah. like he's he's, like... You know, don't do this. Don't kill me or whatever. And yeah. so the sound that he chose that he chose to use was to elicit that emotion, which I thought was really, really cool. And you can actually see if you look up ahead, some of the other Galliman is stopping to watch. Yeah, which is yeah. Uh, which was another detail that, you know, I wouldn't have thought to do.
0: And it's funny because I think when she first steps in to snatch that one, like it looks like she's going for another one. And this one that she does end up getting is just the slowest of the pack. So it reinforces that old saying, like, you don't have to be the fastest Gallimimus, you just have to be faster than the slowest Gallimimus, you know, as grandma, as grandma used to tell me all the time. So, um, yeah, so this was, uh, like we talked about last week, this was shot on Kualoa Ranch, uh, which is in Oahu. Uh, and this is also where they shot Godzilla. And, uh, you might remember this is Hurley's golf course from Lost and oh, yeah. uh, it's uh, they call it like the uh, Hawaiian backstage of Hollywood a lot of stuff had been shot around here 51st uh, dates uh, you and me and depree like a lot of movies that you wouldn't think wow. had been shot there yeah. Uh, yeah but the ranch is a gigantic uh, massive uh, area that you can go on horseback riding or ATV riding around this area and uh, my wife and I did it for our honeymoon and it is uh, as beautiful in person as it as it looks like on film Is you can really see the full majesty of Hawaii in this valley you're in because uh, you are in a valley either side of your like giant mountains uh volcanic rock uh it's a really interesting looking place but it's funny because they needed like this wide open field and originally they were going to shoot this on Kauai. Uh, but when hurricane inki or iniki struck jurassic park film crew on Kauai, uh, the flocking scene could not be shot there so they uh, later shot it in Kualoa ranch and were able to move it over to oahu so
1: yeah definitely now let's talk about this mm-hmm. the log that they hide behind because you have actually been to that thing up close and personal. Uh
0: Yeah, and it's it was I believe a different one that we saw. They just bring a log out there uh, because the wood, oh, really. well, wood deteriorates over time unless oh, it's petrified, yeah. you know. So you know, in a, a place like Hawaii, you get rain all the time. You know, it's a trade wind island. Yeah. So they kind of like change it out with a with a new log every few years, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, there is one they put one out in this area. And it's uh, not exactly like you would think it looks like from the movie. Uh, it's, uh, but I mean, you know, the movie was shot, like, what is that? 1993. Like, I don't know how many years ago that was, but 20 some odd, 23 years, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's uh the area looks a lot different now uh than it did in the in the movie it's still beautiful it still has all the grandeur and majesty of hawaii that you would think but it's just it does look a lot different but yeah they do have a log there and it's like a photo op you can jump off your horse and you, or your atv and go over there and you stand on it and yeah. uh there's actually some funny pictures on the kualoa ranch facebook page where they've uh got people to stand on top of the log and then somebody holding the camera sticks a little toy tyrannosaurus rex uh head <laughs> in the frame and everybody looks up and, and acts like the you know the is oh, coming to get him so it's really yeah. cute. Yeah.
1: So I guess- You know, whether it's the same log or not, it's the same spot. And that's, you know, cool enough is to be in a, you know, somewhere that this... Iconic moment in film was shot. You know, so. it's
0: something I was wondering about, too, with this log, is it had to be big enough for them to crawl underneath it. And I'm not 100% sure if the log in the movie is maybe a prefabricated one that they might have brought to the to the ranch so that they could kind of pivot it. Because one of the things that makes this uh, scene look so believable is when they climb underneath the log, the Gallimimus are jumping on top of it, and it's kind of rocking under their weight. And, of course, I, I'm sure you've seen it, too. There's footage behind-the-scenes footage of this where the three of them jump over the log, and then there's a couple of stage hands on either side, You know, rocking it back and forth so that it looks like it appears that Gallimimus are jumping on top of it. And then there's kind of a, you know, almost a cavernous type area that they crawl underneath to get on the other side. And I'm curious if that was prefabricated and brought to the area from Hollywood by Stan Winston Studio or something like that, just so that they could have one that they could crawl under. But I couldn't find any information if it was a real tree or not in the movie.
1: Uh, the, the fact that the log is kind of moving, this natural object is moving underneath where the CG elements are going to be. Uh, Mm -hmm. there's a scene later in the kitchen where the Raptor is chasing Tim into the freezer and he pushes off of one of the, uh, shelves or one of the tables and the table just kind of slides back underneath where that would have been. And it's these little things where they get an, an actual real element to react to what the CG dinosaur in this case is going to be doing to it. That, uh, just really emphasizes that believability in a similar sense that, as we talked about with Gary last week, um, they will have Grant and the kids out of focus in the foreground. Yeah. And so whenever they have those gallimimus in the background, it just makes it look all the more like an actual natural shot that was filmed with actual dinosaurs out there. Yeah. And now, of course, today, everything is in focus. And, uh, and so it's, it's little, little elements like that that they thought to do that at the start of CGI, I don't think most people would have thought to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, they definitely so. pre-plan this stuff out uh, to, to maximum effectiveness, so... Yeah. You got that's all I've else? got for this minute. Okay, that's all I've got as well. Uh again, it's uh there's a lot going on in this minute, uh you know, with the the Gallimimus and everything. It's a really cool moment the T-Rex just comes out of nowhere and kills him, but uh yeah, that's pretty much all we got to say about it. So, all right folks, we'll tune back again tomorrow number 96. We are going to have uh some interesting conversations down in the safety bunker or the emergency bunker uh with everybody. It'll be a lot of fun to talk about. So, all right, Brady, you ready to go ahead and get out of here? Let's do it. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on to your buttons.
1: Nice. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at Minute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute. You've been listening to a Pele Media podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash